This is Joel Duke with the address for Tuesday, February 26th, 2008. Woke up yesterday morning to a thick fog that took until late morning to burn off. By late afternoon, the clouds had opened up and the sun was shining through. Normally on a day that starts out foggy, as this one did, I would view the sun as an enemy and her appearance as an intrusion upon the dim, cozy atmosphere, but today I was happy to see it. I have a camping, hiking bug for some reason just now, and I'm itching to get up to the North Shore the very weekend the leaves come back, or perhaps before. I took a break from being creative this week, and will likely be recording on a reduced schedule for the near future. I contemplate a complete hiatus from all things internet-related at the end of the school year for as long as the summer lasts, and I'm looking forward to it. There comes a point at which every experience becomes mere material for the online conveyor belt. You can't really experience anything because you're too busy filming it or photographing it. To many of you, this idea will seem incomprehensible because you have your head screwed on straight, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about always trying to find that line between drinking in the moment and capturing it in order to share it with others later on the internet or whatever. The temptation is probably as old as the Kodak camera. Greatness. The challenge is not to simply understand what we read in the Gospels, but to replace, in real ways, our thinking with Christ's perspective on greatness, service, and so forth. We've been studying Matthew 18 and Mark 9 at Bible study, the principle of which seems to be perspective. The disciples asked Jesus which should be the greatest. He said that they who would be servants and children would be greatest. He talked of offenses and essentially said that if we knew how serious it was to wrong another, we would prefer dismemberment and death by drowning. They asked him whether there was any limit to how far they should extend forgiveness to offenders. He responded with a parable, essentially saying, Do you have any idea how much you have been forgiven? You have been forgiven so much that for you not to forgive anyone for anything is not only unjust, it's revolting. All problems of perspective. There are some people I have a hard time forgiving. I still need to keep coming back to this perspective of Christ to say, I am that servant that was forgiven $15 million, and by that standard I am not owed anything by my brothers or sisters in this world. Talking of offenses against little ones, even while I was writing this, I noticed my little sisters light on, and was rather short with them for being up and messing around when they should have been in bed. Terrible, really, how much my perspective changes in the time it takes me to get out of my chair. One morning last week, My little sister Anna, who is seven years old, asked, Why can't kids get married when they're little? I took the easy way out of that question by using the capacity-to-provide angle. Well, Anna, how could a little boy get a job and get enough money to buy food for feeding a family when he's just a little kid? Anna thought for only a second. Um, garage sale? The end.
Where does he go? Does he know? Does he show any care as he stares at the people below? On the stairs in his mind, is he kind? Does he always rewind by root tapes or occasionally find behind drapes? In his empty pockets filled to the brim, will he find something to amaze him? For hours and hours, his dry body showers, his brain kindly waits, overpowered with wet mental state, out of doors with a green and gray floor, soars the hovering clown as he pours his be upside down, and his empty pockets flapping.